you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey there, everybody. It's Monday, October 10th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialist cast of dozens. Woo! put this show together we appreciate you i'm glad you made it into work today i know it was not a and i know it's not a great uh, night for you sporting the, the day was good the night not so much yeah but the bills won my fantasy teams all had a really good week and then the new york metropolitans decided to do what they like this is what good met teams do marcus <laughs> in my entire lifetime it's like it's a fun summer and then the ultimate collapse comes so the wait goes on 1986 and counting for the mets we'll see if they put it together <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping I'm not going to have, I, I may have, I'm going to have equal amounts of stress, hopefully not the kind of sadness with the Dodgers getting in, in to play next I week. I want you guys to win, man. I know people don't want to hear us talk baseball, but the Padres are so cocky. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help when you're checking people's ears for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's start with some fantasy headlines and some really bad news. Rashad Penny suffered a fractured fibula. In the third quarter against the Saints, Ian Rappaport tweeted that Penny will undergo surgery and he is going to be out for the rest of the season. So obviously really unfortunate news there and we wish the best for Rashad Penny. Florio, 
we had gotten to a point where people were starting to drop Kenneth Walker just because Penny had been dominating the snaps in that backfield. So I guess the simple question is, does this make Kenneth Walker the number one waiver pickup if he's available in your league? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the number one waiver guy this week. And I think he is someone to be very, very aggressive with your fab, even if that means 50 plus percent to get him. You don't know when a running back like this uh, opportunity is going to open up. Uh, Walker is someone that we liked in draft season. A lot of people liked him because he has explosiveness there. And the Seahawks passing game has been a lot better than expected. They've been scoring more points than expected, which only leads to more opportunities for the running back and makes it harder for defenses to just keen in on the running back. And I also, if you listen to the podcast this summer, you know I've been very high on Rashad Penny. He was playing well. Uh, people are going to get their victory laps in and say injury prone and stuff, but I, I just think a broken bone is just pure bad luck. It just, it's a thing that you can't, you can't train for, you can't yeah. prepare for. It's, it's unfortunate, and so I hope for the best for him. The other part of this, and we talked about this with Mike Boone last week taking over for Javante Williams, this is a running back in Walker that's here to stay. This mm-hmm. isn't a short-term thing like maybe a Tyler Algier where you know somebody else is coming back, a Khalil Herbert in Chicago. This is going to be Kenneth Walker's backfield for the remainder of the season as long as he's healthy. So that is why I agree with you. I think you have to be aggressive with your fab. Uh, you have to, if you have a waiver priority, it's worth taking that shot on Kenneth Walker because you know he's going to be there for the remainder of the season. Over to New Orleans, Chris Olave left the game in the third quarter against Seattle as he suffered a concussion, got injured while catching a touchdown. Now he enters the concussion protocol. The Saints were without Michael Thomas on Sunday. I guess it didn't really matter when you have Taysom Hill, apparently. (laughs) We'll talk about that later in the show. I don't know if there's anywhere else you go in New Orleans that you can feel comfortable with. I don't know. Is is there somebody out there on the waiver wire you see that maybe is a potential replacement if you lose Olave this week? I don't think there's anyone in New Orleans because, I mean, maybe Jarvis Landry, if he's able to suit up and the other two aren't. um, I I think, though, some waiver wire names, I know we're going to talk more about them later, but like Alec Pierce is someone that has really been ascending. Jacoby Myers continues to get overlooked. So if like a name like that is out there, I, I definitely think if you have Olave, though, you need to have a plan B this week because especially with concussions uh, after the whole Tua thing, teams have been uh, a little bit more cautious with, with letting their players back on the field quickly. So I think you, when waivers run this week, you want to pick up a backup option just in case. Make sure you go have somebody. You talk about the new concussion protocol. We saw it in effect with Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday where, according to the reports, he actually passed his concussion test and the Dolphins still ruled him out just to be cautious there. So I think you're going to see teams really kind of being overcautious, overcorrect for the next couple of weeks. So if you do have Chris Olave, probably better to find yourself a contingency plan coming up for this week. The other big news that dropped on Monday morning just before we started recording, Matt Rule is the first coaching domino to fall. He was fired by the Panthers on Monday after starting one and four this season. Rule was 11 and 27 over two plus seasons. In fact, the first coach in Panthers history, I believe, to not finish three full seasons. Steve Wilkes takes over as the interim head coach. Now, we look at this point, Ben McAdoo still remains the offensive coordinator there mm-hmm. in Carolina. So I don't know that this changes a ton. I know everybody's hoping that this frees Christian McCaffrey, that maybe DJ Moore gets freed. I don't know if that really happens a whole lot. The other part of this is, We're still trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Baker Mayfield suffered a high ankle sprain in Sunday's game. 
it is expected that he will miss time. P.J. Walker right now set up to start against the Rams. So, look, we sort of liked Christian McCaffrey because he was still making it happen. We were very much down on D.J. Moore. I don't know that this ostensibly changes anything in Carolina. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. Uh, we're going to have to monitor it week to week in, in the next couple of weeks to see how much of an influence on the offense Matt Rule had. He does have an offensive background. But like you said, Ben McAdoo has been the offensive coordinator here. Uh, and, and in his tenure as a coach in the NFL, four years, two as an OC, two as a head coach with the New York Giants, they ranked 27, uh, 22nd in points per game, 29th in rush yards per game. They were 21st in offensive touchdowns. Like, it, it just wasn't – the one saving grace was they were seventh most passing offense in the NFL during that <laughs> tenure. A lot of that is because they were trailing, but the Panthers likely will be trailing a lot. And – yeah, I tweeted yesterday, Marcus. I said, when Sam Darnold is healthy, do we get him back? And the people were clamoring for Sam Darnold. That's how bad it's been <laughs> when everybody's like, hey, maybe we bring back Sam Darnold right now. The Panthers situation offensively is a mess. Christian McCaffrey is somehow surviving throughout all of this just because of volume, perhaps. And when he gets the ball in his hands, is still as talented a player as there is in the league. But the rest of this offense has been awful. And I don't know that firing Matt Rule immediately makes it better. Now they come and they face the Rams, who are licking their own wounds after yeah. taking another beating on this past week against the Dallas Cowboys. So not great. To, not great at all. To be honest, if we want DJ more freed, we should hope for a trade, I think. Because That's probably it. They don't have a lot of talent uh, right now. They don't have a lot of draft picks upcoming. Like, this is a really bleak situation in Carolina right you now. You and I were talking to one of our you know, former NFL player co-workers here who's connected to the Panthers who said, there's just not a lot to be excited about there. The quarterback situation is a mess. They've traded away a number of their draft picks for the next couple of years even. So there's not a whole lot to build with. It's it's really cool. bleak. They got to go the baseball route, blow it up, and just get a bunch of draft picks. That's like, it. That's what you got to do. That's what they got to do. So that gets us to our biggest takeaways from Sunday, the things that we learned and we sort of crowdsourced, between the two of us, that is, and came up with five things that we took away from this past Sunday's games. For you, what is the first one? A couple of rookie running backs are looking like RB1s right now, and Brees Hall had a monstrous game yesterday, played 68% of the snaps, had 18 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. That alone was a good game. Oh, and then he added in two catches for 100 yards, so nearly... 200 total yards and a touchdown. He's been playing more and more. He's been getting more and more work, and we know how explosive he is. So the more work he gets, the more production our fantasy rosters are going to get. I, I think he's a borderline top 12 running back right now, and, and joining him in that group is Damian Pierce, who continues to play more and more for the Houston Texans. This past week, uh, he once again had all of the carries for, for them. He saw more targets than Rex Burkhead did again. Uh, th this is just a player who has now scored 18-plus fantasy points in three straight games, and it's just getting better each week and more comfortable each week, I feel like. Damian Pierce, they're actually really taking over there. And with, with Brees Hall, imagine how it would have been if Michael Carter didn't have two touchdowns yeah. in the game on Sunday. Both of them, he got down at the one. Yeah. Like, Michael Carter just kind of takes it on in. For me, you talk about two guys becoming RB1s. I'm talking about an RB1 who's getting downgraded, and that's Najee Harris, who right now is an RB2 
at best in Pittsburgh. And this isn't about usage. He's still on the field a ton because, I mean, really, Pittsburgh doesn't have anybody else in the backfield. But he is just not being productive. Part of it is that that offensive line for Pittsburgh not able to open holes. And this was a thing we were worried about last year, yet somehow he was able to overcome. The reason this year he's not able to overcome, though, the target share is not nearly what it was, and this was the other concern about Harris coming into the season. Would he see the same target volume if he didn't have Ben Roethlisberger just checking it down to him endlessly? And that hasn't been the case, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or now Kenny Pickett. He's not getting the same kind of targets. And so Najee Harris, look, you're not dropping him, but you certainly are not counting on him to get you that RB1 production, which is unfortunate because you probably drafted him as maybe a top five, top six running back this year. Who Would you rather have... Priest Hall and Damien, like one of those two rookie running backs or Najee Harris? Oh, by far Hall or Pierce. Yeah. By far. And that, I think if you have Najee, like you go out and you try to make a trade like that because someone might see the name. (laughs) And still fall for it. And that, yeah. Yeah, who knows. (laughs) Uh, Where else, what else did you learn from this week? I learned that Khalil Herbert is not usable when David Montgomery is active. And I guess that's a good thing for David Montgomery because I had big concerns that this was going to be like an even split or close to it. But Montgomery came back, played 72% of the snaps, had 12 carries, four targets, went for 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Herbert, on the other hand, just 28 snaps, percent of the snaps, no targets, four carries, finished with 11 yards. Like... He's a great backup. We know that if Monty ever misses time, Herbert goes right in your lineup. But for now, he's purely a bench stash. Yeah, it's it's a guy that you want to have on your roster, but you cannot play him because David Montgomery is still the lead back there in Chicago. Mentioned briefly the Rams having enough, another rough one on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. And at this point... Look, Matthew Stafford, he is droppable. Outside of, say, two QB leagues or super flex leagues, it's hard to make a case to keep Matthew Stafford on your roster. And some of it is him. Some of it's him not protecting the football and turning it over a ton. A lot of it, though, he just has no protection, no time to throw. And we saw that right away against the Cowboys on Sunday. That first drive, he was under pressure, was hit and fumbled. The Cowboys returned that for a touchdown. But all day long, Micah Parsons, the rest of that front was completely in Matthew Stafford's face. And that has been the trend. And on top of it, the passing game is... We like narrowly funneled passing games. This mm-hmm. one is, it's its pretty much just a straw right now. It's not even a funnel. <laughs> it is a straw directly to Cooper Cup, which has made this team incredibly predictable and incredibly easy to defend. And so far, Matthew Stafford really struggling to even get you 15 fantasy points a week. There's, there's just no, there's no justification for holding it, on to him now. It's pretty remarkable how bad the Rams offense is playing and how the entire world knows the ball is going to Cooper Cup. And he's still, he's still making plays. Amazing numbers. Still making plays. It's amazing. <laughs> Last thing that you learned this week. The Seahawks passing offense... Not only is it better than we thought, it's one that you can trust each and every week. Like, this was a really tough matchup against the Saints defense that has just put clamps on every quarterback they faced this year. Like, they even shut down the GOAT. And here's Geno Smith being the most productive quarterback against them, finishing right now. I know there's still Monday night, but until for right now, he's the QB3 behind on the week behind only Allen and Hurts. And then Tyler Lockett had a bad week one and has been 13 or more points with like 18 or more in three of the games since then. Uh, DK Metcalf has been great the last three weeks. Like, I know we had big concerns about this passing offense, but if I have Lockett or Metcalf, I'm starting them every week. And I think Geno's in play every week, too. We can stop the Geno Smith jokes. He's playing really good football right now. Just legitimately good football. And it looks like Pete Carroll knew what he was doing when Mm -hmm. they let Russell Wilson go. I don't think they knew Geno Smith would do this, but they at least had something in their mind about Russell Wilson. And that seems to be working out for him. 
Taking a look at the top performers for week five, Josh Allen, your QB1, four touchdown passes over 400 yards, 35.1 fantasy points. Austin Eckler continues to stay hot, nearly 36 fantasy points for him. Gabe Davis, the big blow-up game, 32.1 points for the Buffalo Bills wide receiver. Taysom Hill doing Taysom Hill things, much to our chagrin, 34.1 points for him. Nick Folk with five field goals, that's good for 17. And the Patriots defense all over the Lions, 22 fantasy points for them let's talk about Taysom Hill we we have to do this I contend and I think I think the numbers bear it out the process in starting Alvin Kamara was right everything Mm -hmm. worked out everything set up well for him against the Seahawks defense no Jameis Winston no Michael Thomas everything worked out well and Kamara put up good numbers but was overshadowed because Taysom Hill ran for three touchdowns and threw for another one we can't count on this every week, though, right? I mean, this is this is just one of those weird weeks. I I don't think we can count on this every single week, but uh, we've played five games now with Taysom Hill. He has two with less than two points, one with eight, then one with 15, and one with 34. So, like, I don't think we can count on it, but I don't think he's going away either. And... If you've been streaming quarterbacks, right? Like, like if you obviously, if you have one of the more reliable, not even the elite guys, but like if you have like a Goddard or an Ertz and Joku, Kittle, like you're, you're okay at tight end. But if you're lower than that and you're like streaming week to week, do you consider just being like, I'm going to put Taysom Hill in and I know his floor is very low, but every tight end's floor is very low and then uh, he has the highest ceiling of them all? Logically, I understand (laughs) what you're saying. Emotionally, I just, it hurts my heart. There'll be weeks where he gives you like two points. Right. It just, and here's the thing about Taysom Hill that's super frustrating. It's because the floor is so low. There are so many weeks when he's just not usable, but more often than that, he's going to wreck someone else's yep. week. He's going to wreck your opportunities if you have Alvin Kamara. He may wreck your opportunities if you have you know, one of the quarterbacks. I don't know if you're starting Jameis or whatever, or if you have Michael Thomas. That's the thing about Taysom Hill that's really, really frustrating. I, I don't know. I just... I understand what you're saying. I can't bring myself to do it, <laughs> but I guess I wouldn't knock somebody else who decided to go YOLO and play Taysom Hill. I will say the thing for Taysom too, though, is like I'm very worried about Alvin Kamara right now because he's the like the usage is there and stuff. But this is a guy that we would always rely on touchdown wise as well. And if Taysom Hill is still like Alvin Kamara, we've played five. I know he's missed two games. He doesn't have a touchdown yet. Yeah. Like I'm I'm scared. It is worrisome. I, I just hope that what we saw yesterday was the beginning of something good, right? I hope so. Remember, we thought after the first two or three weeks, we were worried about Austin Eckler in the last two weeks. Yeah. He's gone bananas. So hopefully that's coming for, for Camara. We talked a little bit about Geno Smith in the opening block of the show, but Geno has been playing really well. So here's where I'm coming with this. Last week, we were all excited about Jared Goff, right? The the Lions were cooking. They were the top-scoring offense in the league, and we were all in on Jared Goff, all except Adam Rank. Shout out to him because he was was on top of this. He said he knows how this movie ends. Do we – should we have the same level of caution with Geno Smith, right? He's been playing great. Everybody's praising him. Everybody wrote him off. He's not riding back. It's so cute and clever, but – there's a reason Gino has bounced around the teams and has struggled to get a starting job. Do we need to, how many times do we have to put our hand on the stove before we realize it's hot here? Um, I don't like 
Geno's had one bad game all year. He's been 17 or more fantasy points. Besides that, he's showing a higher ceiling as of late. And I think the reason I'm a little bit more willing to buy, I was very willing to buy into Goff, but Goff was playing yesterday with a lot of his players banged up or, or not healthy. As long as Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are healthy, I, and he's funneling the ball to these guys 15 times a game. Like the Part of the reason I trust Geno is because I trust his playmakers to do stuff around him. And next week, he gets the Arizona Cardinals. Look, I'm not starting him over any of the elite quarterbacks. I'm not starting him even over like a, a Brady or a Kyler. But I think if you're the manager that drafted a Stafford or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins maybe even, like if one of those guys were your starters – I think that is the situation where you want Geno Smith on your roster. That I can buy that. And I, I, I want to spend this week kind of digging into the numbers a little bit and, and watching, going back and watching some of it because I've seen bits and pieces of it. And obviously the final results have been great. I just, yeah. after, after seeing golf <laughs> face plant on Sunday against the Patriots, I want to make sure that we are not headed for another. Face plant. And that's not to say Geno won't have a bad game in there because you know, it, it pretty much happens to everybody. But I don't want us to get all excited about Geno and then get burned the way Goff sort of broke I, our hearts yesterday. I can tell you now I, I am going to be using him as a start this week against the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. So fingers crossed. You know what? Against the Cardinals, though, it makes plenty of sense. Even though they did a pretty good job, they did a fairly good job against the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts still had a pretty nice game as well. The Gabe Davis breakout game happened. You were on top of it. I know a lot of people were on top of it. I saw plenty of Gabe Davis love on my slot machine Twitter timeline on Sunday. Three catches for 171 <laughs> and two touchdowns. That's an insane it's line. Randy Moss level. That is like. Randy Moss-like. But this feels like life with Gabe Davis, where it's going to be up and down. I mean, I like the fact that he doesn't need a ton of targets to put up a big number like this, but that also means we're going to have some swing and miss weeks. This just happened to be a really good home run week, and, and we're, we should be thankful for it. Yeah, I, and I think part of, I, I mean, he did have six targets, which was tied for the second most. Diggs had 11 uh, leading the way. Um, I, I think he's good for like six or so targets a week. That's kind of where he's been sitting around. The two weeks prior to this, um, he was coming off of an ankle injury, and then Miami was insane hot conditions, and then Baltimore the week before that was very rainy conditions, and Diggs, uh, Davis struggled with the drops. I do think this is life with him. He'll have some dud weeks, he'll have some monstrous weeks, but because of his upside and the offense that he plays in and the quarterback that he plays with, I still think you have to start him every week. I think so. It just You sort of live with that. Again, though, you also are drafting him. You drafted him probably as a secondary receiver. He's not your wide receiver one. So as long as your other receivers and your other running backs are putting up decent numbers, you can hopefully survive the occasional dud weeks for Gabe Davis. But I shout out to everybody who, who started him. I think he was started in about 65% of NFL.com leagues. So shout out to you if you started him. Sorry about your luck if you didn't. So those are the guys that were great. These are the guys that were not so great. It's our biggest disappointments of the week. Who let you down in week five? A.J. Dillon. Uh, you went across the pond and like the team forgot that you were even playing for them, I think. He had a season low, I almost said career low, but season low <laughs> in snaps played at just 32%, in carries at just six, yards at just 34, and he did not see a single target. And this has been a trend. His targets since week one have been declining. Uh, his snaps the last couple of weeks have been going down a little bit. And the, the the one saving grace for him was like, all right, 
Aaron Jones might be taking all the pass game work away from him, but this guy is heavily involved in the running game. And even yesterday, I know the Packers lost, but it wasn't like they were playing from behind. In fact, they had a lead for much of that game. And to still see Dylan factored out like that, I'm not ready to drop him just yet, but I don't think he's someone you could start right now. It is very weird. Although Sunday was a weird game in that Randall Cobb got a ton of targets. Yeah. Mercedes Lewis scored a touchdown. Although I guess you should factor London in. I guess next time Mercedes Lewis goes to London, just say he's going to score a touchdown because that's what he seems to do. It felt like Aaron Rodgers needed to be a little bit more committed to work on this trip. Apparently, right? <laughs> right? He was upset they didn't get to spend extra days over there ahead of time. My biggest disappointment of the week... It's Arthur Smith. Yes. Mostly for what he did to Drake London. Last week, we had Drake London in this spot. But that was mostly because they just didn't throw the football. He was out and he was running a ton of routes. He got a few targets and it just didn't work out. On Sunday, the Falcons inexplicably decided to just not use him that much. And we saw that in week four where Kyle Pitts ran about uh, had about 65% route participation. On Sunday, it was Drake London. It was at 63%. And I just I don't understand that when you knew Kyle Pitts was out, Cordero Patterson, you know, is out. Instead, it's, it's Kaderil Hodge and Olamide Zacchaeus who are running most of the routes there. I, I can't explain what it is Arthur Smith is doing. And, and I know we want to give the coaches the benefit of the doubt. They're in the meeting rooms. They're on the practice field. They're se- but I don't understand why you don't let your two best playmakers get more opportunities. And this has become a trend now in this Falcons offense. So, yes, it was frustrating to have Drake London not do much for you. But more than anything, I don't understand why Arthur Smith isn't giving these guys the opportunity to go out and make plays. If I had to guess, my guess would be Arthur Smith's line of thinking is like, hey, the defense is clearly going to try to take away Drake London this week, so I need to beat them by going (laughs) elsewhere and self-voluntarily taking away my best weapon, not even seeing if the defense can do it. Like, I'm just going to do it to give them and try to catch them off guard. And it's like, dude, you're working it. Like, they are wanting you to do this because they know if you go away from their best player, you're doing their job for them. So, like, Arthur Smith, sharpen up, buddy. Come on. What are you? I just, I don't, I don't get it at all. And I know he'll probably make some snarky comment during the week about it and say he's not playing fantasy football. I just want you to play actual football. You you might not be coaching real football much longer if you keep this it, up. You spend high draft picks on these guys and don't use them. I don't get it. Not every decision you made was a great one. Mistakes can be found. Let's get to some of them that were sent to us over at NFL Fantasy. So let's start with this one from Brandon. Christian Kirk over Gabriel Davis. I don't think that's terrible. I had Kirk ranked higher. Yeah. I'm worried about Kirk a little bit now. Last two weeks have not been very good for Christian Kirk. Yeah. But the thought process, I, I understand. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it backfired horribly. But I don't think that was because you made a bad decision, Brandon. So you can take some solace in that if that, if that makes you feel a little bit better. The next one. Uh, this is from Light Skin Naps. Continuing to play DJ Moore. Yeah. No, that's, that's kind of on you. Yeah. We've been saying to sit DJ Moore. We've been for a saying to sit DJ now. Moore, and especially against the 49ers, that that was a bad uh, that was a bad situation all the way around. There was nothing that said this was going to be a good day for DJ Moore. Although here's the thing: four catches, 59 yards. That's actually one of his better games of the that's, year. That's a season high in yards, I believe. That's that's one of his better games of the year. So I guess congratulations <laughs> to you on that. But in general, there was nothing about this matchup against the 49ers that said DJ Moore was a, a solid play this week. Uh, next one, 
Man versus life. Benching Brees Hall for <laughs> Damian Harris. Again, I don't think this was a terrible decision. Damian Harris got hurt early, yeah. and that that stinks. That that definitely sort of submarined it. But against the Lions' defense, especially when Ramondre Stevenson yeah. had a big day, it made sense to me. I, I, I don't hate that call, but life definitely beat man. Yes. Just go around. <laughs> <laughs> life won, man zero after this one. All right, last one here from B. Lil. Shouldn't it be Lil B.? There's a little B. He's the based god. This guy's apparently not. Conklin with zero points at tight end. He'll okay. be put a curse on him, I think. We we might have. We were like really you know, hyping up Tyler Conklin because he had been playing well. And you know what? I would think in a game where the Jets scored 40 points, you would think Tyler Conklin would do a thing, but I guess not. Clearly, you should have played Taysom Hill. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Taysom Hill was the answer. Why didn't you know that, B-Lil? No, look, I get it. It just, you know, this is also what it's like having a tight end that's not, say, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, basically. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is going to do this to you. They're going to break your heart. And unfortunately, this was your week to get your heart broken by, by Tyler Conklin. Sorry about that. What I'm not sorry about. Then we're going to take a break because we need to rest our voice and go pay some bills and all that kind of good stuff. But stick around. We're going to do some real or mirage with some guys who may be playing well. We'll see if they can keep it going or not. That's next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. Time for some real or mirage. We got five guys here who have put up some decent numbers in the last week or so. We'll figure out whether this actually means anything or if we should just sort of ignore it. First off, Leonard Fournette, who apologized to fantasy managers a couple weeks ago, said the touchdowns are coming. Apparently, he wasn't wrong. 35.9 fantasy points on Sunday. So what are we seeing out of league winner Lenny? Is it real or is it a mirage? He's league winner Lenny for a reason. It's very real. I mean, last week he had negative three rushing yards and still finished as an RB1. Uh, the fact that Tom Brady is just throwing to him this much, he was their top target yesterday. Like, it, it's very real right now. I think it's very real, especially because he's dominating the work in the passing game from the backfield. I know Rashad White got some work against Kansas City a couple weeks ago, but that was also, I think, kind of situational. But in two-minute offenses, in sort of long down and distances, Leonard Fournette's still getting that work. So I believe this is absolutely real. Tevin Coleman came in, and like as much as the Panthers, you know, continually shot themselves in the foot, Tevin Coleman might have in some ways put a couple of nails in Matt Rule's coffin as well with a couple <laughs> of touchdowns. Twenty-one point seven fantasy points as the Niners go on for a win. Tevin Coleman, is it real or mirage? I think it's a mirage because two touchdowns inflates his numbers, but eleven touches and uh, and Kyle Shanahan does have hard eyes for Tevin Coleman. He always <laughs> has. But you were the resident 49ers fan here, so is it is it real or mirage? I think this is a mirage. I think I think he's going to get some opportunities, perhaps, and especially look, Tyrion Davis Price has been banged up. They have a lot of injuries. They're still waiting on Elijah Mitchell. But this doesn't really feel sustainable. This is still Jeff Wilson's backfield, and you're right. The two touchdowns definitely inflates that. Without those two, it's not nearly as big a day. I think you're looking at, what, 57 total yards. You had a couple of catches as well. But this feels like a, a situation where they took advantage of a matchup, especially because it looked like the Panthers sort of waved the white flag near the end. But I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think this is going <laughs> to happen reg regularly for, for Tevin Coleman. Michael Carter. We talked about the big day for Brees Hall. Michael Carter got a couple of short walk-in touchdowns. 
Is this real or a mirage what we saw out of him on Sunday? This is a mirage. Uh, two touchdowns clearly hyped up his day. If you take those 12 points away, he's at five points on the day. Uh, I think Brees Hall is their goal line runner. It just He got downed at the one after two big plays and smart teams to get their players off the field after really big plays. Um, but... I think Michael Carter remains someone that you want to roster. You can never start him, but I think he's one of the elite backup running backs. I do think he needs to be on rosters, but but I'm with you. This is sort of a mirage here just because it looks like the opportunity share is going heavily toward Brees Hall now. So as long as that continues, it's going to be hard to continue to start Michael Carter. Jacoby Myers is an interesting one because there was a lot of conversation on fantasy Twitter about Jacoby Myers. Had the big day, 7 for 111 and a touchdown in the win over Detroit. And there are a lot of people saying, why isn't Jacoby Myers more rostered in different places? And I looked at it and said, this is a guy who's been kind of mid for a lot of his career playing in a passing Mm -hmm. game that's sort of mid. So with what we saw from him on Sunday, real or a mirage? I think he's real, but, I, I mean, he's a guy who was out for two weeks and he had a third-string quarterback. I understand why he wasn't rostered and started in more leagues this week. But he continues to play well. 13 targets in his last game before yesterday. Eight yesterday. 95 yards or more in each. The touchdown is surprising. I don't think you can rely on that. But I do think he's the Patriots' top target. I think he's the Patriots' top target. And so, in that sense, he's real. In terms of what he did yesterday, I think that's a mirage. I think he's a guy who's going to be out there. He's going to run routes. He's going to get targets. But for most of his career, he's a guy who's, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards a week. You'll get, you know, a handful of catches. The numbers, fantasy wise, you know, you're, you're looking at 10 to 12 points a week out of Jacoby Myers. He's a wide receiver three, I think, in most instances. And then if he gets you a touchdown, then maybe you can bump him up to wide receiver two status. So I understand why he's not rostered in a lot of spots. And I know Fantasy Twitter has been asking the question and sort of admonishing people for not having Jacoby Myers in more spots. And I look at it and say, no, I get it. There are plenty of guys out there that you can pick up and it will give you 10 points a week. Jacoby Myers is not in a great passing game. So... Yes, he's going to be out on a lot of waiver wires. That's going to change this week because people are going to see the 24 points he put up. They're going to pick him up. But don't be surprised when next week you start him and he gets you 10, 11 points because that's who he is. He's more of like a flex guy to me, I think, or like a bye week. Like he's a good, a good guy to have on your roster when the bye weeks hit yeah. because, like, like you said, like 10 to 12 points, like that's reliable. But when you have your full roster, I don't think he's someone you want to be starting. If you are in a 10-team league, I don't think Jacoby Myers needs to necessarily be rostered. Nope. You're a 12-teamer, sure. 14-teamer, absolutely. But 8-10 to 10 team leagues, I don't know that Jacoby Myers is on your radar. Last one, Randall Cobb, as somebody who started Romeo Dobbs, did not enjoy seeing the <laughs> seven catches for 99 yards on 13 targets. Is this real, or is this just through the looking glass over in London? I think this is a mirage. Um, 13 targets yesterday is more than he had in the four games combined leading into yesterday he had 12 in those first four games none more than four in any of those single games so uh, I think he's someone that like you could throw a cheap bid on or like a low waiver claim on this week maybe get him on your bench just to see if he can build off of this but there's no way like I'm picking him up with much confidence right now now this is completely a mirage this is a guy that Aaron Rodgers loves because Mm -hmm. he's comfortable with him because they've played together for a number of years but one there's no 
I think, completely 100% reliable thing in this passing game. I think Romeo Dobbs is still potentially the lead guy, but, you know, Randall Cobb is there. They are trying to manufacture ways to get Christian Watson the football. They're still going to throw it to Aaron Jones. There's so many places to go with the football, it's hard to count on any one guy, but Randall Cobb is not a guy that I think you can count on each and every week. So this very much is a mirage for me. Let's get some of the top waiver wire targets for this week. Florio, who do you like? We've spoke a lot about Geno Smith. I think he's in play. And then just some streamers, Daniel Jones in a good matchup against the Ravens and Justin Fields in a good matchup against the Commanders. Raheem Mostert, who has clearly taken over that backfield there. Eno Benjamin uh, with both James Conner and Daryl Williams being banged up. And then the top waiver wire pickup of the week, Kenneth Walker. We spent a lot of time earlier talking about him. Uh, some wide receivers, Alec Pierce, who just continues to get more and more usage, Jacoby Myers, Corey Davis, who again is getting a lot of work for the Jets. Nico Collins is on by next week, but maybe one uh, just to remember. Randall Cobb to see if he could build off of that. Wandell Robinson, because I mean, the Giants are going to need someone to catch the ball and he's been returning to practice. And then some tight ends, Taysom Hill, who we spoke about. Evan Ingram has been getting more work there. Cade Otten, just in case uh, Cameron Bright misses again. And then Hayden Hurst, who uh, caught a touchdown yesterday and played pretty well. Did. He had kind of a revenge game, I guess, for him since he used to be a Raven. So a little bit of revenge for Hayden Hurst. By the way, if you want more in-depth analysis on some of these waiver wire options, check out Matt Okada's weekly waiver wire column. Easy for me to say. NFL.com slash waiver wire. We talked about Kenneth Walker, so I don't think we need to dive too much into that with Rashad Penny out for the season. But Eno Benjamin is a guy you mentioned who... At draft season, I know people in deeper leagues and dynasty folks were sort of talking about him maybe stealing opportunities from James Conner. That didn't really happen, but at least for now, with Conner injured, as you mentioned, Daryl Williams uh, injured, as you mentioned, the door seems open for Eno Benjamin to get a whole lot of work. Yeah, and he looked good yesterday uh, playing in relief. Uh, He's been playing over Daryl Williams, but the fact that he's also hurt just means even more opportunity for Eno. Uh, Eight carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown. He saw four targets, caught three of them for 28 yards. And if James Conner's out next week, I know it's a tough matchup against the Eagles, but I think if you pick up Eno Benjamin, you could start him. Absolutely. So I, I think He's, he's definitely in play. I think what the Seahawks are next on the schedule for the Cardinals. So that's actually a really good oh, matchup. Yeah. Good matchup for uh, for Benjamin there if he's able to go. If he's the guy, I should say, for Arizona. Alec Pierce, another guy that was on the list. We all love Michael Pittman. It's been... It's been it's been tough for him just because he hasn't had any help. But if what we've seen the last two weeks is any indication, Alec Pierce could be that second option in the passing game now for Indianapolis. Yeah, his targets, catches and yards have increased every single week this season. I know he missed week two due to injury. He had a concussion. But since he's returned, the ta- everything has just been going up. He caught his first touchdown this week and. The one he was the one bright spot I thought in what was a very ugly Thursday night football game, but he is clearly winning over Matt Ryan's trust, and that's what we were searching for. It was like someone opposite of Michael Pittman Jr. has to step up in this passing game, and I think it's clearly been Alec Pierce right now, and I'm pretty excited to see what he can do moving forward. Uh, It's going to be very interesting, but I do think he's going to be a very popular waiver wire ad. And again, we talked earlier about Chris Olave and what his status potentially may be if he does not clear concussion protocol. Alec Pierce could be a really nice add to your fantasy roster. So if you're adding people, you got to drop people. We each have a couple of guys to drop. 
Uh, it's been a struggle. We don't have to dwell too long on them. But for you, who are two guys who can be thrown back into the free agent pool? Chase Edmonds, who, I mean, bottomed out yesterday. Uh, Raheem Mostert had more of everything and by far. So I think Chase Edmonds, uh, I, I had high hopes for you, but it, Raheem Mostert, it's his backfield now. It's time to get rid of Edmonds. And then Allen Robinson, I mean, I, I've been holding out hope, but at some point we just need to be like, it's not happening. Stafford's struggling. He's struggling. Everyone but Cup is struggling and, and Higby. So I think get rid of Allen Robinson. Interesting to Jordan Rodriguez, who does a great job covering the Rams yeah. for the Athletic, had a, a pretty long thread. And I actually quote tweeted it yesterday, so you can go back and either find it on her feed or find it on my feed about kind of what's happening there. There, there are a lot of factors at play, but the end result is Allen Robinson's just not getting the football and not making an impact. For me, Elijah Moore. And last week, I tried to sort of square peg, round hole Elijah Moore, try to make him a sleeper, tried to see if it would happen against Miami. It did not I think he finished with 11 yards, and that's just part of what has been a disappointing trend all season long. Not a not a large target share and not a lot of production to show for it, so I think you can let him go with so many wide receivers being out there and available. And Antonio Gibson, who I know people weren't really high on him to begin with, but with no Brian Robinson at the start of the year, it looked like there was an opportunity. He really never took advantage of that, and now Brian Robinson is back, and I think Best case scenario is that this is a three-headed backfield there in Washington. Worst case scenario is that Antonio Gibson kind of gets pushed aside. J.D. McKissick, I don't think, loses a whole lot of work with Brian Robinson. I think Antonio Gibson potentially is the odd man out with Robinson back. Yesterday, they had a different running back lead in targets, carries, and total yards. That's awful. I mean, that's great for them. It makes them hard to defend. That's awful for us. And if that's going to be the trend, then I don't really want any part of that Washington Commanders backfield. Time to do some Madden movers, uh, guys who should get a bump in the video game based on what they did Sunday. Basically, it's a way for us to shout out some guys that we didn't get to fit anywhere else in the show. So for you, who deserves a Madden ratings bump this week? Ramondre Stevenson. I, I know he wasn't one of the highest scoring running backs on the week, but he had himself a day. He went for 175 yards. Uh, he showed what he can do when he's given that backfield. Unfortunately, Damian Harris got hurt. But Ramondre Stevenson, if... If Harris misses time, I think Stevenson is an RB2 with RB1 upside. Was really starting to take over more in that backfield. I think it's always going to be a split, but Stevenson showing that he really can make an impact there. For me, Diami Brown in Washington. This is a guy that was drafted a couple years ago. In fact, I think he's on Amon Ross St. Brown's infamous list of guys drafted <laughs> ahead of him. But really showed out for the first time in his career on Sunday. 105 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Always was a speed guy. 71 overall, 91 speed. I think he can get a notch or two bumped up in each of those categories. Uh, where else are you looking? Travis Etienne, who for his second straight week has been much more utilized. He he had 53% of the snaps, 10 carries, 5 targets, same number of carries as Robinson, more snaps and more targets, and was way more productive. Uh, I, I think 77 is way too low. He was a 99 rated prospect by Next Gen Stats, which is the highest possible prospect score you can get. Uh, but I think we have to start wondering, like, are, are we seeing a changing of the guard or at least an even split moving forward? We might be, which is weird. I thought it would happen in reverse, where it was heavy ETN early with yeah. Robinson coming in late, but it's been heavy Robinson early. Now ETN starting to pick some things up. 
My last one is Joshua Kelly with the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, look, don't get it twisted. This is still Austin Eckler's backfield. But Kelly looks like a different player this year than what we've seen in the past and really took advantage of his opportunities on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. 49 rushing yards, 33 receiving yards. Is always going to play second fiddle to Eckler there, but really doing a good job with his chances. He's a 70 overall. I think maybe he bumps up a couple of notches because – Look, we want parts of the Charger offense, and Joshua Kelly showing that he probably should be on deep league rosters, at least as a reserve going forward. There you go. Those are our guys that we think deserve a Madden ratings boost, of course. I know they put out the ratings later in the week. We'll, I don't know, we'll go back and check and see if maybe we were right on any one of these. Or if not Madden, just listen to us, and we can help you out with guys that you think deserve uh, a ratings boost. By the way, before we get out of here, a reminder that you can hear us five days a week, or at least catch one of our fantasy shows five days a week in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL channel, or your favorite pod provider. Just subscribe to any one of our shows, whether it's the NFL Fantasy Football Show, the Q&A Show on on Tuesdays and Fridays or start them, sit them on Thursdays. So we are always there for you. Plus, we do have the Sunday show for you, which kicks off at noon Eastern. In the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, they might be a 10, but they clap when the plane lands. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.